Welcome back to the Heartland Leadership Podcast, a podcast all about leadership and the way of Jesus. My name's Clint. My name's Dave. It's good to be here with you. And we wanted to continue uh, doing these little episodes where we kind of preview, I know we're kind of in the midst of it now, but the sermon series that we're doing on Sunday mornings. We are in the thick of the series called Connected. Yes. Which, Dave, you Well, we're not in the thick of it. We're, we're one okay. weekend. We're one weekend. Kind of getting to the thick of it. And you've, you've penned the sermon. You've crafted it yeah, with our teaching well, team. Yeah, with our teaching team. But yeah, this was, this was an idea of mine and excited to deliver it. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to hear just what is your heart behind it? What was God kind of speaking to you that you felt like our congregation needed this kind of series at this time in the year? Oh, that's good. Well, it's funny because we have, you know, the congregation of Heartland, but we also have a congregation at Williams now, and all one, but yet a little bit different in a way. So Drew and I have talked a bit about, you know, things that connect over at Williams may not connect exactly here at Weymouth. And so I want to give him the, the freedom to speak from where he's coming from, too, over there. So any series we put together these days is a little bit unique. Mm. This one was intended really, in, in my heart, it felt like in the pandemic, we were more disconnected than ever. I mean, that's just the term that kept coming to my mind, mm. disconnected from each other, disconnected from God, certainly from community. And so that's where some of the ideas for the series came. I was hoping, <laughs> well, we're all still hoping yeah. that the pandemic would have been way behind us and that people would feel like coming back out and getting connected. And some do, many do, um, but not everybody yet. So that's had a, a unique uh, approach for the, the the messages so far as well in writing them. Yeah. Well, I'd love to just look through. Uh, it's a five-week series. Uh, yes. Talk a little bit about each of the weeks and just kind of give folks an idea of what we're going to be talking about each time and kind of the thought behind why these particular big ideas, let's say. Yeah, good. So for week one, uh, connected to God. And the big idea was we stay connected with God uh, through a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. That one really, um, you know, was first and foremost on my heart because, as I mentioned on Sunday, um, if you were here or if you listen to the podcast, I don't know as a lot of people really understand what a relationship with Jesus is. We reach um, a lot of people. In fact, I've gone on record to say, I think it's 60, maybe even as high as 70% of our current congregation comes from um, a different background, different kind of church background where they don't always talk about a relationship with God. You know, it's uh, church is cultural. I was born and raised in this particular tradition. And um, I might not even go to church, but I consider myself this, you know, uh, denomination. So uh, I think getting back to the basics and talking about um, if you're really going to have a relationship with God, if you're, you're going to do that through Jesus Christ, you're going to have a relationship with him. So what does that look like? What does a relationship with Christ look like practically? And is it fair to draw an analogy between other relationships that we have, like with our brothers and our fathers, our friends? Yeah. Does that map on? Is that same word? doing any help for us or what do you have in mind yeah that's what we um i had in mind is my in fact the best picture i have of my relationship with god is like my relationship with my own dad here on earth also my relationship with my wife and with my kids and so what we talked about is you know the first i know it sounds so simple but if you're gonna have a relationship with somebody you have to be present with them you have to create room in your life for that person 
Um, I've talked to so many people who oh, I feel distant from this person or in my relationship this way. Well, how much time have you spent together lately? Oh, we've been really busy. You know, they've been running for work. I've been running for this. Well, yeah, of course you feel distant and disconnected because you haven't offered your presence to them. And, and you know, offering your presence or making room sounds so simple, but yet it's difficult in real life because we pump our life full of all these other things. And it's like, man, how do I make more room for something? And, and you know, anytime you give, you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, you're giving up space in your life. And, you know, we all only have so much space. So that's where we started is talking about a relationship with God. You got to make some room. You've got to invite him in. You got to learn yeah. to communicate. Can we drill down on that on a sec for a second? I think this might be from the, the Westminster Confession of Faith, this line. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... It, like the chief end of man or man's highest good is to know God and enjoy him forever. Yeah, right. If that's true, then why do we fill our life with all these other things and crowd out and not make time? Like if it really is our the greatest good and it was that obvious to us. Yeah. Why why do we turn to these other lesser things? I wish I had the answer to that one. I mean that I think as a pastor, first of all, talk as a pastor. Like when you're pastoring a congregation, that's what I see the most of is just all these other things, all these other distractions. Um, I would say personally, I also experience those things in my life because there's so many good things. Mm. You know, I want to watch the, the football game. I want to go hang out with my friends. I want to go out for dinner with my wife. I want to spend time with the kids. And those aren't bad things. Those are great things, right? Could you be connected to God through those things? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You can, you know, so you can find God in any of those things. I think it's intentionality. Like it's, it's, it's recognizing that all the world is sacred and that I want to be present with God when I'm going out for dinner with my wife. I want to enjoy that and thank him for it, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't know as everybody thinks that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they, they're cognizant of the fact that all of life mm -hmm. is sacred and they want to stay connected. But in, ad in addition to that, you are saying wouldn't it be great too to carve out time that's not with other people or doing other things, but it's just you and God. You're really being present in like that quiet time or. Yeah. Like I drew the analogy for Melody and I, we, we just took a couple of weeks vacation and we just spent time intentionally together. Like we love people, right? That's why we're in the ministry. We love people. And we also need time away from people. So like some of our friends say, well, why don't you go, on vacation with other people, well, because that's not our idea of a vacation. Our idea of a vacation is getting away, spending some time with one another, with God. And I think, you know, when we're going to be intentional about that, we really enjoy it. And like with God, it could be a, a spiritual formation day. It could be a spiritual retreat. But like I'm going to intentionally put time, make room in my life for this relationship with God, if, if I'm going to live in relationship with him. If it's not just going to be I'm you know, I'm Baptist, but I never go to church and I'm never involved with anything religious or anything spiritual. Well, then what does it really mean in your life? Mm -hmm. You know, no, that's good. All right. The second week of the series is connected to yourself, Yeah, which may seem a little bit strange at first, that language, like, what does that mean? But the big idea is we stay connected to God by, or we stay connected with ourselves rather by knowing who God created us to be. Yeah. So what was your thinking with that one? Yeah, the idea behind this one is I, I think so many people in our society uh, don't know who they are. 
you know, they're constantly searching for their identity. And I, I'm not saying this about everybody, but like sometimes, you know, you find your identity in your gender or your sexuality or what you do or what you own or what people say or don't say about you. And the big idea behind this week is unless we find our identity in the fact that we are a child of God and that he loves us for who we are because he created us to simply be with him, like you mentioned before, and be in relationship, then we'll always be searching for this hmm. other, other thing, this other identity. Are you... Is it a particular worry that during coronavirus, or and maybe even before that, I mean, probably, but that the pain point in, for people is that they, they're disconnected to themselves? Are you saying these other ways of conceiving of oneself and what's most important actually disconnect you from who you really are deep down? Or Yeah, I think like so. I think okay. so. And, you know, St. Augustine, pray to prayer, God, may I know you, may I know myself. And that's a prayer I pray a lot. Hmm. It's a very simple prayer. Like, I want to know God. I want to know who I am. What does that mean, though? Like, okay, I, I'm Clint. I was born to Steve and Susan in Ohio. Uh, I, I moved a few times, and I have some kids. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit quirky. I like to read. I, I know myself, Dave. Clint, you're way more than a little quirky. Okay. I'm just going to break this to you right now, buddy. Right. No, no, I'm just teasing you, man. Um, yeah, it's it's all of that. You know, it's all of the, you've probably heard of all the personality assessments, you know, that, we're, that are really big these days, whether mm -hmm. it's the Enneagram or the DISC or the Harrison or all these different ways of, I really want to know who I am because I, I it grounds us. It are those tools to us. help you do that? Sure. Or? I think okay. there's lots of tools to help us do that. I am not going to use any of those in this message. What I'm going to use is one of my favorite stories wow. um, of all time. I'm actually, you know, I want to sit, I want to read a children's story that I read to both of my boys, and it's by Max Lucado. It's called uh, You Are Special. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but mm. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, it's, it just has, it's a simple but yet very profound truth. And it has helped ground me to the fact that, you know, it doesn't really matter what people think or say about me. What really matters is what does, how does God view me? Uh, that takes a lot of pressure off, takes a lot of anxiety out of my life to know that, like, I have this God who's in love with me, so in love that he, he came here, right, to have a relationship with me, like we talked about first mm -hmm. week. And, and, and he g gave up everything so that I could have this relationship with him. And, man, to me, that's just a, it's an amazing truth. So, I, you know, I can't wait to see the congregation's reaction to uh, story time with Grandpa Dave, you right. might say. <laughs> All right, week three, connected to our community. Uh, we stay connected to God by serving in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so this is going to be an exciting week. Of course, we're taking on a um, complete build with Habitat for Humanity as a church, right, for the very first time. I think it's the first time that Medina Habitat has ever had uh, a church take the whole thing on. So, That's um, surprising, but... It, when, it was when, to me, when too. When they were saying that. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it costs. It's it's $60,000 for a complete build, and it is lots of volunteer hours. And so that's the weekend that we're, you know, we're going to be outside. We're going to have our Heartland Homecoming. Used to be last last year we called it Tailgate Worship. 
and just going to have a good time together. And that's what we're going to talk about is we can connect. And it's important for us if we're going to share the love of Jesus with people that we connect with our community. Well, how do we do that? Um, man, they don't care how much we know about God or how cool our church is or how great our programs are. What they care about is do they see us serving them and loving them? Are we involved in our community? You know, do we, do we sacrifice for our community? Or are we just this little holy huddle um, that gathers here on the hill? No, I don't want to be that way. I want, to, I want our people and, and myself and all of us involved, ingrained in our community so that they can see the love of Christ coming through us by the way we're serving. Yeah. And so just uh, for the, like, after all, people are going to be listening to this online in some way. So how would you, what would you say to those who are watching from a distance? Like they don't live in Medina. Yeah. Because what, it, it seemed like you were kind of talking about Northeast Ohio, even more so Medina, Brunswick, Wadsworth. The house we're building is in Wadsworth. Yes. And do you mean that as like your local community, just the five miles around your home address? Well, or how should we think about that? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I would say is if you're outside of Medina, you should consider moving here because it's a great mm. community. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we love it here, right? So, but no, wherever you're at, like wherever you're listening, wherever God has you planted. And I, and I think part of that is I have community um, with my own nuclear family, first and foremost, my biological family. And then I expand kind of out from there. Um, I have community on Drury Lane here in Medina, you know, mm -hmm. so, so where is your community, no matter where you live? It, it might be the street where you're living. It might be like where you get your Starbucks in the morning or where you work out at the gym or where your kids are, are going to karate. I think you have to look and go, how do I serve that community that God's called me to at this time? And, and by serving them, I'm, I can show them the love of Christ. So what is that like? Let's just take, uh, make it practical for people. Let's take the Starbucks example. Yeah. Well, how would I, if I just, well, actually, I, I do personally go to Panera almost every day. Shame on you. Okay. <laughs> well, they got the subscription. Oh. Nine bucks a month, unlimited coffee. Unlimited coffee. Yeah, so it's like 50 cents a piece. Okay, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, You're pretty good. good stewardship. Way so already, I've knocked off a few of these. I'm doing well. Yeah, you are. But what would it mean for me to serve that community? They're serving me. They're Making my coffee for me. Exactly. So let's turn that on its head. You know, to oh me, that's how the gospel works. Let's turn that around. Okay. Instead of you going in there as a consumer, and right. that, this is how we come to church as well. Like I'm going to come to church, and church is I'm going to consume because that's what it's for. No, no, no. Flip it on its head, man. Like you're not going to Panera so they can serve you. As a follower of Christ, you're going there to serve them. What does what does that look like? Yeah, they're going to pour your coffee, but wouldn't it be cool if they don't you... actually even do that? You go up to a little dispenser, but so then how yeah. are they serving you? <laughs> They hand me the cup. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I got you. Wow. Boy, things have changed. So um, instead, of, instead of you going in there with that mindset, if you went in saying, I wonder if I could get to know, like it's the same person that's serving me every morning. I wonder if I got to know their name and use their name. I wonder mm. if one day, you know, and this is, who knows, weeks down the line, months down the line, maybe you recognize that it's their birthday because you built, you started to talk to them, have a little banter as you're waiting waiting for your order or whatever. Um, maybe you, you bring them a birthday card and you wish them a birthday card. Maybe they're having a tough day and you notice that and you say, hey man, I'll pray for you for that. And you walk away. I mean, there's so many different ways yeah. that you could build a relationship by serving them and maybe maybe make them think, well, that, that guy's a little different. 
you know, no, most of my customers are kind of grumpy and demanding and impatient, but like that person's a little different. I wonder what's going on there. And maybe, just maybe, they, they might ask you, hey, what is your deal, dude? You know, and give you an opportunity, an open door for you to share the love of Christ with them. Mm. Oh, that's, that's what's really on good. my mind, yeah. Yeah. Week four, connected to our family of origin. We stay connected with our family and friends by learning how to listen. Yeah. Oh, man. This, that'll be a good one. So um, I think listening is an absolute, like, it's just, you just don't see it in our society anymore. Like, people don't know how to listen. While I'm listening to someone, instead of genuinely engaging with them and giving them the gift of my full attention, my presence, I'm thinking of how I'm going to respond to them while they're talking. I'm thinking of how I'm going to come back with a quick one because they're attacking me or saying yeah. something. Right? You caught me. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so listening, you know, it's a gift, man. I mean, it is a gift we offer. And if we're going to connect to our family of origin, it's not so much about us being right or winning the next argument. Mm. or If we're going to resolve conflict, we've got to refuse to win. We've got to learn to listen. Um, James 1, 19 and 20 talks about like being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And, and our society is such an angry society. Why? I think because in some ways we're not living out James 1, 19 and 20. We, we don't know what it means to learn to listen. We're quick to speak. I totally agree. And I, I'm curious why uh, this listening piece is tied in your mind to the family of origin. I mean, that just sounds like good advice for whoever yeah, you're speaking to, like <laughs> friends or on social media. But for some reason, this jumped out to you, like family of origin listening is a particular issue. Yeah. Well, why, why is that? Do you, have you found that? Um, maybe like, for me, yeah, maybe for stories me. stories you've heard about? Well, maybe for me personally, just as a pastor, I see it, um, you know, particularly like in couples, married couples, who you would think are listening the best to one another, and yet maybe they've become so... Uh, close or accustomed to one another that they've forgotten how to listen. Hmm. And so they talk over one another. I just had another instance uh, of this this week. Maybe it's my own personal experience of sometimes I miss those that are closest to me because I'm quick to speak and try to judge instead of learning to listen and understand them first. So yeah, maybe selfishly it was a little bit of my own stuff going on there to say, I wonder, wonder what impact this could have on families if we really taught people what it means to, to listen. And, yeah. and by listening, really showing love to one another. And by family of origin, at least in my mind, I thought, oh, like, not even necessarily my family that I'm going to go to when I get home, like my kids, but like my, my parents, my right. aunts and uncles, my cousins and yeah. nephews. Yeah. I've just found like as I've gotten older, those are more and more difficult to maintain distance has come yeah. between us we used to all get together for family reunions and our little kids were all running around together yeah. now we live on different parts of the country yeah are, are you trying to tackle that at all in this message like staying should i be staying connected with them and what well, does that look like well i don't know if you should or like, shouldn't i mean i think if you're if you're going to sometimes the people that are closest to us and they keep having more babies there's just more and more of them. <laughs> you know? well i hate to break this to you clint but like 
you've got your share of babies. I do. Well. I'm yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, or maybe part of the solution. Okay. You know? And, you know, sometimes we can become so close to our family or our aunts or our uncles or our brothers or our sisters that there's more baggage there because we think we know them because we've grown up with them or they're around us. So we don't give them uh, our presence. We don't give them mm. the listening ear. And I just think, like, to me, as I understand, as I read the scripture, like, the gospel's got to start with those that are closest to us. You know, like, if I'm a pastor and I'm serving Heartland Community Church and, and helping people find God, but my own wife and two boys can't find God, then what, what good is my is my job of being a pastor? What good is my ministry? In some ways, I think it's a total waste of time if I can't start with those that are closest. It's like the person who wants to go be a missionary in Africa, but they, they, they can't even love their own parents or their own brother and sister. Well, wow, something doesn't seem right there. So that's what struck me is like, let's start there with those closest to yeah. us. And hopefully that'll expand out from there as we become more. And you know, that probably means a lot of hard conversations. It might mean some reconciliation. It might mean uh, forgiveness that needs to be extended when we really learn to listen to people. And then finally, to conclude the series, connected to our church family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we stay connected to God by being present in relationships with our church family. Yeah, I think that one really struck me because it's been hard to be in relationship, particularly during the pandemic, right? I mean, we've had some, thank God, for some community that we've built online. So glad we have a communications team uh, who live stream our services and podcasts like this. You know, we can stay connected. Um, but I'm talking about that that relationship that we have when uh, I think it's the book of Hebrews chapter 10 talks about don't forget how important it is that you guys regularly get together and live in community. Like, I can't overemphasize this enough. When I come on a Sunday, it's not just my job as Pastor Dave. Um, it, is, it is me as a follower of Jesus being encouraged um, by other followers of Jesus who come together to worship, who offer a listening ear, who pray for me, you know, um, put their arm on me and say, I know you're going through some stuff. Um, uh, and, and lift me up. Uh, that is the community. That is the connection that I need personally, and I want other people to experience that mm. that um, that Christ-centered biblical community. And we're not perfect, you know. We're like we're all hypocrites here. We're all full of ourselves at times. We've all got stuff going on. But that's why we're here. That's why yeah. we need this community. And I know it's it's kind of in in vogue to poo-poo the Sunday morning. Like, church is more than just Sunday morning. It's about all the stuff that happens during the week. Yeah. And, but but, but that, but that, the Sunday morning is really important, too. I mean, that's the, like you're saying, the regular coming together of the brethren, as I think the King James puts it. Yeah. And there, there really is something about the spectacle of it, even. Like, when I go into that worship center and I'm visibly seeing, wow, all of these people took time. They sacrificed. Yeah. They could be doing something else, uh-huh. but they sacrificed their time to come here for the good of us all coming together. And there's yeah. something powerful. You're not in alone that. in your mm. faith. Like there are other people who believe these things, who walk with you, right? That's what I'm reminded of, um, especially during times of a pandemic. And, you know, when people are more disconnected than ever, like, does my faith work? I, I hear from people a lot, like, well, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. I'm just going to practice church in my home, you know, with my family. Okay, but like for me, church isn't just a sermon that I listen to and a few songs that I sing. Church happens like in our lobby on a Sunday morning. 
Uh, it happens when somebody kind of gets up in my face and says, I don't agree with you on that. Hmm. You know, how often does that happen when you're churching with your family? Well, nobody's going to tell you really. You're in charge, right? To me, community is messy. It's it's with people that sometimes drive me crazy and sometimes people that I love so much. You know, it, all of that stuff is the church. And it's old people like me and young people like you and everything in between. It's kids running through the lobby showing me their paper that they just finished, you know, down in kids' community. And all of that helps me as a follower of Christ uh, fall more in love with Jesus. And I think you're right. I think we have forgotten about how important that gathering is. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series, uh, get, uh, connected to God, to yourself, to our community, to family of origin, and to our church family. Any closing thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah, I appreciate you being able to talk about it. You know, it's it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to really to live it out. And so what does that look like in each of our lives personally? Um, the first person I'm always preaching to is myself. So whether it's coming up with a message series or delivering uh, that message, hmm. uh, what's important for me is how, how does the Dave, how does this apply to Dave's life first oh, and yeah. foremost, you know? Totally. So as long as I'm thinking through that lens and you are as well, I think that's, that's the goal of this is that we all become more like Christ through the series. Well, thanks for your time. Kevin, yeah. And thanks for the invite. Sharing with us. I love this new format. It's beautiful in here, by the way. This is great. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It makes us look not as ugly as we normally are, right. hopefully. Here's to many more of them. Right. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for watching another episode of the Heartland Leadership Podcast. Uh, if you're just listening, it's also on YouTube, so you can see us and the new background that Dave just mentioned. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, you can listen to it in the car and during a workout as well on all of the different uh, pod catchers, if you will, like Spotify, Apple, all the rest of them. Uh, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>